This one's called you know, Element Till. Okay, so I'm sitting here. This is Devon White, and I'm here with Mr. Calvin. Uh, you were talking earlier about how the Emmett Till exhibit kind of had a deep impact on you. You mind going a little deeper about that? Sure. Thank you, Devon. I appreciate the interview and your time today. <laughs> yeah, the Emmett Till piece, uh, walking through the museum with the mayor, was very compelling. You can hear about it, you can see about it in magazines, but the replicas that they had of the event and the historical perspective they added through that timeline in the museum was, to me, awe-inspiring. I'm a visual learner, and as I'm walking through, looking and reading, it took, it, to a, it took me to a deeper depth in understanding what was going on, especially from a person whose dad was accused of being involved in the process. It was interesting to hear how folks may judge the uncle for allowing them to take the kid, but those were different times. And it was either he would have released Emmett or everyone may have been killed. So just having a deeper understanding of that and hearing it from someone, again, who was just one generation removed was, was extremely significant to me. It was also significant when we moved to the center that was being built to help with race relations and see how the two leaders had a bit of tension about how money was spent and where it was spent. Like any relationships, there are peaks and valleys, but it was exciting to hear how they were able, even during that meeting, to work things out, come back as a collective force, and begin to talk about what they needed to do moving forward. I was also struck by our visit to the park where Stokely Carmichael made the, uh, the Black Power speech and how that you know, sort of splintered their, their, their collective force because there were disagreements within. But I look now at how everything has sort of come back together and people are working hard in a collaborative fashion to help everyone have basic human rights. So that was a pretty exciting uh, time. Those two instances stand out in my mind from yesterday. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Is there anything you wanted to ask me while we're, while we're on the topic? Sure, sure. I would love to ask you the same. What one or two things was most compelling to you yesterday during our, our visits? Okay, I would, uh, I would say, personally, I could relate a lot to the Emmett Till exhibit as well. Simply just because when Emmett was murdered, um, he was only 14 years old. And I was only 14 years old only five years ago. And so I can relate to how, how the, the level of innocence that was involved, how he was just like with his friends and yeah, he whistled at a, a white woman who was a store clerk and how in the South that was probably inex unacceptable. But at the time, like just thinking about it and trying to put myself in image shoes, like, you know, he didn't, you know, I can tell he didn't mean anything by it. He was just like, just messing around with his friends, probably just having a good laugh or maybe he just wanted to compliment the the clerk. He thought she was attractive, and in some sense, I understand how that could be like a way of being uh, disrespectful. And you know, when you look at both sides, like it might have not been the correct way to do that. But in the same sense, like as a 14-year-old kid, I don't feel like that's the kind of mistake that should cost you your life. And the way that the way in which he was killed, it's like he wasn't just like 
shot. He wasn't just hung from a tree. Like, they pretty much, like, destroyed his body. They put a drill through his head. They threw him in a river. They threw his body in a river. You know, being from the north as well, you know, I feel like if I, coming, being in the south now, um, it just lets me know that I need to be very aware of, like, what I do and what I say and who I'm talking to because it's like you don't, you don't know how these people in the restaurants that you're going to eat at are, are looking at you or, you know, even if you're just trying to joke around with them, you know, that might just be viewed as disrespect or just like a green light for them to, to harm you. Just like it might be justified down here differently than how it would be in Seattle. So, um, even in 2016, even in 2016 down here in the South, you feel that way? Yeah, because, and I was talking about this the other day on the bus, how I have a friend that I went to high school with who has a cousin who was in the military um, in 2015 and was in, not even in the South, more like in the Midwest, I believe. I don't know if it was like North Dakota or where exactly it was, but my friend's cousin was a, he was lynched and that was only five months ago like it's very I feel like it's very it's still relevant and it's still something that exists it might not be as um, widely accepted as it used to be but that doesn't mean it's completely disappeared Which I feel like in five months ago yeah I sometime 2015. Yeah, I under from my understanding it was like between like September November. I'm not exactly oh sure of when. I didn't hear that in the news. Did you hear it in the news? Um no. I just so I was watching the movie Selma for for the trip. Yes. Which was just like two or three weeks ago and I was watching it with my roommates. They just sometimes like to sit there and watch some of the you know, enjoy some of the literature with me. Somehow we just started talking about lynching and they were like, Oh yeah, um, one of our mutual friends, their cousin, was lynched, and I'm just like, like in the night, like when, like what are you talking about? And they're like, oh yeah, just a couple months ago, and they had like said it so casually, and I just like, just me being an African American male, like that's always something that I've always like, not necessarily been afraid of living in the north, but you know, going to the south, of course, like that's one of the, that's one of the first things that I. I thought of I thought about especially coming to like Mississippi and these places where it was very common for for African Americans to be lynched for I just I don't even know what to call them it's just like you don't really have to do anything it's just something that I learned about recently and that I've thought about like a lot since we've been on the trip that you know we're learning about how lynching and how popular it was and how you talked earlier about like when we did the the soil collection for Jim Merriweather, it's like that's that's one of the things, the one of the first things that struck me is that, you know, this is a guy who, he, he was just a business owner who was targeted because the white business owners felt like they were in competition with him. Right. And like the they last person. Right. And yeah. they were losing. He was doing better. Yeah. So... It's just crazy how like some and it's that's something that could probably still happen today like in in rural areas in the south I feel like so yeah that's just that's just what's been on my mind wow well thank you for sharing and it would be interesting to find out where that lynching took place because we're here in the south talk about lynchings in the south but I think you said it might have been in North Dakota or in the Dakota somewhere yeah I don't I mean I don't want to 
be on record for <laughs> targeting North Dakota, but I know it was somewhere like in the Midwest wow. and not exactly the South. Yeah, um, we'll have to, we'll have to I mean, take a peek at that and see if we can find it somewhere in the news from a very credible source. And knowing, and knowing that it was like a military, you know, a vet, I don't know if he was a veteran. I feel like he was still serving too, which is, wow. which is the concerning part. But yeah, I, I'll most definitely find some more details out about that. Okay, great. It'll seem too if he was an active military man that they would be investigating this as well. Right. So thanks again. It's yep. always great to talk to you. And you as well, Calvin. I'm yelling for a trial. Two brothers, they confessed that they had killed poor Emmett Till. But on the jury, there were men who had helped the brothers commit this awful crime. And so this trial was a mockery, but nobody seemed.